How's everybody doing? Is that a loaded question? It has been for me this week. It depends on what day you caught me. One day you might have caught me and I'm doing fine. Everything's going great. And then the next day I might just bust out in tears because I've read the news that day. Anybody else feel that? Or maybe you're just tired of this roller coaster that we're on a little bit right now. Does it feel that way? Feels like we get a little bit ahead and then all of a sudden we get news of numbers going up. More ugly things that are being said in the news. And you just feel like, what's the point sometimes? We're going to talk about that a little bit today. What's the point? What's the point? How am I supposed to give thanks when I don't want to? And my want to done got up and left. How do I give thanks? We're coming on that season, right? We're coming up in that time. And I love it because some of you are on this roll. I, I, I like it. Judy Pollock is one of those. There's several out there that every day you post something that you're thankful for. One of my favorite is when people post, you know what? It's the little things I'm thankful for. It's the little things. Those little things become big things. And sometimes all we can find are the little things. Amen? So we hit this time of the year where on social media people are posting, what are they thankful for? This is a really good exercise, and I particularly think this year it's a great exercise right now because it seems there's so much lament out there, so much sorrow, so much sadness, and everybody's got a little bit different take on what that is. If I'm honest with you, there are days, like I said earlier, that are just like overwhelming. Anxiety gets high. Sadness comes in. The unknown, because I want to fix it and I don't even know what's to come, much less know how to fix it. Anybody else do that? It's at those moments and literally at those moments that I stop and I think about the scripture we're going to read today. And if you want to turn with me, I'm going to read from Philippians 4, starting at verse 3. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse 3. And it says, be glad in the Lord always. Again, I say be glad. Other versions that you might be reading say rejoice let your gentleness show in your treatment of all people. The Lord is near. Can I get a witness right there? That Somebody should have shouted. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring up all of your requests to God in your prayers and petitions along with giving thanks. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding... You know what, right there, that just means we're not going to get it. That peace that comes that only God can give, and there's no way to explain why you have it. 
then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds safe. Oh, that's a good word. Safe in Christ Jesus. Now, before we go on, I want you to understand Paul wrote this. And Paul wrote this in prison. And I'm not talking about a prison with a nice bed and three square meals a day and you get to go outside for an hour a day. I'm talking a prison that was nasty. I'm talking about a prison that was gross and I'm talking about a prison that is nothing like we have today. This prison was awful. And he was in there because he was trying to bring the word of God. They didn't like what he had to say. So let's throw him in prison and shut him up. And you know what he does? It didn't shut him up. He begins to say, rejoice. Be glad. I don't know about you. But if I were in prison where it smelled bad, I can't hardly think if something stinks. Y'all, the smell of feet, it's the worst. And you want me to rejoice? You want me to be happy? And Paul is saying, yeah. And you didn't hear me the first time. So I'm saying again, rejoice in the Lord always or be glad in the Lord always. Wait a minute. Again. Again, I say. Be glad. Rejoice. <laughs> rejoice. And again, I say. Rejoice. It's easy to pray to God, isn't it? For what we want. Yet, as Paul tells us, our prayers of petitions should also include prayers of thanksgiving. That's how we find balance. We find balance in our life. And yes, every day is filled with challenges. But in every day, we look for ways to be grateful. We will find those as well. It doesn't matter where you are right now. How bad it seems. What this week is look like, what this next week is to look like, what the unknown is to look like. Paul says, rejoice. God is near. And as Josh just saying to us, you are not alone. So that alone is something to rejoice about. The fact that you don't walk alone. The fact that you don't have to answer it alone. The fact that you don't have to fix it alone is enough within itself to say, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to rejoice. Then he tells us, and here's the part I go, I don't want to either, is don't be anxious about anything. Take it to God in prayer. Veronica, I got that I don't want to from you. <laughs> you knew that, didn't you? That's because you're shaking your head at me. Side note, did you know that your worry is never going to fix it? Did you know that? Did you know that as much as you sit at home and you're sad and you're upset or you're worried or you're angry, it still will not fix it? I'm positive, I promise. Matter of fact, it'll give you an ulcer and then it'll give you something else to worry about. When we get anxious, if we don't try, 
and put ourselves in check, we don't realize we are completely taking the problem into our own hands and taking it out of God's. Did you know that? Because all of a sudden, all we can live into is what we feel and where we are. And it becomes this vicious cycle that we can't let go of. So all of a sudden, we've said, God, you're not good enough to handle this. So I've got to sit and hold on to it, even though there's nothing I can do about it. It also means that maybe we're not trusting God to handle it. Because God isn't handling it the way I think he should. I do that a lot. I'm really good about going, God, if you'll just sit right here, I'll come and get you if I need to. I know he just pats me on the head and says, okay, sweetie, whatever. Bless your heart. And I'm really thankful he doesn't listen to me. I mean, God, if you will just... Sit here. It's going to be fine. I'll handle it. Anybody else done that? (laughs) Okay, thank you, Clyde. You're the only one honest with me this morning. When I was a kid in, in my house, we had this term. And later I was so excited because Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir ended up recording a song with this phrase in it. But we would have this term in our house where it may not be a good week. But we're going to praise him anyhow. And my mom would say, is that one of those praise him anyhow moments? Paul says, regardless of what is going on, praise him anyhow. Praise him and thank him even if it's not going your way. Even if you feel like you're sitting in this prison of your life. And you don't know what to do. You praise him anyhow. When you are sitting at the end of your rope and you are tired, you praise him anyhow. When you feel like you have reached the end of your rope and you reach out and you touch the hem of his garment, you praise him anyhow. When you are lost and you cannot find your way, you praise him anyhow. When you feel you don't belong and you feel like there is no place for you, you praise him anyhow. For when we begin to praise and we begin to thank God, the chains break. See, here's the deal. When Paul was in prison and he began to worship and he began to praise, do you know what happened? The chains fell. The walls came crumbling down. Now, that is not the way Paul thought God would rescue him out of prison, is it? But God has a different way of rescuing you. God has a different way of bringing you to a place of understanding. I'm in control. God is handling it. It just may not look like what you think it should look like. Praise him anyhow. He inhabits the praise of his people. And there are many times I've wondered. I just wondered, Dave. I thought about this several times. You know, this is just my my weird sense of humor, but I wondered when, when old Paul was in prison and he began to praise, maybe it was just God tapping his foot to his prison. And when God began to tap his foot, those walls began to fall. Those chains began to break. I promise you, God is tapping his foot to your praise. And you may not can see those walls fall and you may not see those chains drop. 
but he's tapping with you. For the great thing is, he can see a bigger picture of where you are. He can see a bigger picture of where you're going. And trust me, if you could see where you're going, you would praise him through it all. Several years ago, I had the opportunity of of, um, doing a a funeral service that that, um, was for a county sheriff in South Texas. And I'll never forget doing this service. Um, I did it with my mom. And this county sheriff had been a really good friend of my mom. But this particular county that we were in was a really bad area. It had been on the national news for some of the things that had happened. It was rough. And so we had been warned that, you know, going in to do this service at the First Baptist Church in this this county, it was going to be an interesting situation. And sure enough, mom and I and the band, we pull in and we park in the back of First Baptist Church and we get ready to go in, and there are picket signs all out front. It's packed. You get inside the church. The church is packed. It was the first time I had ever seen, no lie, a changing of the guard of a casket in a church. Never seen that before. Every 20 minutes, because he was of the sheriff's department, the sheriff's department switched out a guard. It was the crazy part. We had to sing eight songs for that funeral. Eight. So we get ready, and my anxiety is just like this. I'm like, Mom. And my mother was always just cool. Sit there with her coffee in her hand, praying, smiling, excited. And the band and I were all like this. We're kind of walking around because you're like, is a riot going to break out? What's going to happen? I mean, this family, mom, that are friends of yours, they're burying someone that you love, that you've known forever. And, I mean, we, it was just all of these emotions. And so uh, there were all kinds of dignitaries there, and they began to file them in. And uh, I watched them come up and sit. And then, of course, I had to sit up there next to them, and they're all like six foot tall. I'm not, and it was, it was the craziest thing ever, but I'm nervous, and I'm shaking. And I'm not just nervous that I'm about to sing. I'm nervous because I don't know what is about to happen. And I remember my mom reached over with her hand, and my mom had the best pats, and she just started patting. I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm not 15. And my mom just started patting my leg. And she looked at me and she said, I'm going to tell you this once. You praise him anyhow. Because that's all we've got. Some days, it has felt like we have nothing left to give. We're scared. 
We're afraid. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. The numbers go up, the numbers come down. The numbers go up, we hear of people dying, we hear of people getting sick, we hear, you know, people want to wear masks, people don't want to wear masks, people think it's awful that you do, people think it's awful that you don't. It's non-stop and we all have an opinion about it. And you know what they say about opinions? But when that begins to happen, I remember my mom patting my leg. And she says, I'm going to tell you this one time. You praise him anyhow. Because it's all you got. And for some of us, praising him sends us into a place It's much deeper than how we feel because we begin to understand and know that God is constantly moving on our behalf. It may not look like what you think it should look like, but God is still moving. God inhabits those praises. For me, one day, I begin to see God move in so many, I get a sweet text from one of you. Or I get a good cup of coffee in my hand. (laughs) Brings a smile to my face. Or I see a pretty pair of shoes. (laughs) Or I see you guys love on each other. Hey, I just want you to know I love you. I care about you. And I see God moving on my behalf. My boys always remind me of how good God is. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? When you pray to God about all the injustice in life that needs to be made right, do you pray about it as much as you worry about it? Do you pray about it as much as you complain about it? Do you pray about it as much as you let your anxiety rise about it? If not, now's the time to do so. Because your worry will not fix it. (laughs) But your gratitude and your thankfulness will move mountains. Real, authentic thanksgiving comes when you don't see the solution. But when you really begin to realize who is the answer to the solution. Now, I should have heard a little more amen than that. Let me read that again. Real, authentic thanksgiving comes when we don't see the solution, but when we realize who has the answer. Giving thanks. So I want to start as I get ready to close. I want to give thanks for you. I'm grateful, and I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my family that is at home watching today. My family is really small, but boy, they are really mighty. I'm thankful for the family that are my chosen family, and you know who you are. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. 
I'm thankful that it may not be going my way right now, but I'm thankful that I can look into your faces and know you're doing okay. I'm thankful. And over this next couple of weeks, as we really dive harder and stronger into what it means to be thankful, challenge us all not to look at everything that's wrong but I challenge us to rejoice I challenge us to work as hard as we can and chip away that anxiety and I challenge us to use all the strength and effort that we have and praise him anyhow